The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. Higher indeed, everyone. Happy Monday and welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and we have Ray Flores with us. We are live in studio here in Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. How is everyone? Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Ray, how about oh, man, you? I feel it's so good. <laughs> Well, good. We've got a lot of stories to cover. We do with the most read news and views of the week uh, from the Children's Health Defense.org, from the Defender newsletter. But let me officially introduce Ray Flores. If, if this is your first time listening on a Monday, Ray Flores is a leading health uh, freedom attorney. After graduating from UCLA, that's the University of California, Los Angeles. In the 1980s, uh, he found his first calling in the natural products business. He became an attorney in uh, 2004 to protect health from being attacked by regulatory agencies. Uh, Ray now serves as senior outside counsel and represents Children's Health Defense in several groundbreaking lawsuits. You can find him at childrenshealthdefense.org, and you can sign up for the Defender newsletter as well. It's free. It's informative. It comes in your mailbox. Your email box every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. sharp. And uh, we love going over the stories here on One Life Radio. So, Ray, are you ready to jump in? The first one is a big one. It's a really big one. Yes, I am. All right, let's do it. The first headline from the Defender newsletter reads, Eight-year-old Israeli poster child for COVID vaccine dies of sudden cardiac arrest. So, Ray, what did early signals show soon after Israel introduced the vaccine, and why were these signals ignored? Well, yes, they were showing myocarditis problems right out of the gate, and uh, the FDA ignored it. And so then uh, did Israel, and they are one of the most vaccinated countries on the planet. So I... You know, it was part of Benjamin Netanyahu's mission to make uh, Israel a lab for Pfizer because 98 percent of the population has digitized medical records. Well, it became a lab. All right. But I don't know if they're going to come up with an honest conclusion. And this is really child exploitation at the very worst. My heart goes out to the family. Another bright light extinguished. If you look at the at the photo of the young, the young little boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like a, a cute Macaulay Culkin type oh. figure. Yeah. And it's just tragic. And he was on his way probably to becoming a third generation MD in his family mm-hmm. and to almost die on the eve of Yom Kippur is particularly significant and should send chills down the spine of those who are observant. And it will get coverage. But like Matthew Perry, they'll focus on the drowning possibly and not on the vaccination not on the prior heart problems. And I'm, I'm really uh, sad that eight-year-old Yonatan Moshe is now dead. But what we can do now is to try and make sure that doesn't happen over and over again. How many more are going to be killed, especially now that the Pfizer and the, and the COVID-19 vaccines are on the CDC's recommended schedule 
four children, six months and up, and I mean multiple doses. Yeah. I mean, th- this madness has to end. It really does. It does. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't. But, you know, one of the interesting things about this article is that the Israel uh, Ministry of Health um, denied that this was happening and Pfizer denied it. But finally, there was official confirmation from um, the prime minister that as part of the deal, uh, Israel was turned into Pfizer's lab and they did a deal with them early on. And I remember discussing this like in 2021. We were trying to figure out why would Israel be, first of all, so... um, anxious, if you will, to sign up to to put to vaccinate 86 percent of their population. This was early on and they were very um, proud and braggadocious almost about it. And I was always suspicious. I always had questions like, why, why, why? Well, we now know that they were they did a deal with Pfizer to exchange data. Right. And return for getting all the vaccines before anybody else. Right. Wow. That's just terrible. But, you know, the thing is, is I, I, I just there's still a lot of, for me anyway, uh, perplexity around this. Like, Marie, I know you want to speak. We, we, we uh, pulled this this article from uh, 2021, from August 20th, 2021. And it talks about that Israel was the first country on Earth to fully vaccinate a majority of its citizens against COVID-19. And now it has one of the world's highest daily infection rates, an average of nearly 7,500 confirmed cases a day, double what it was two weeks ago. Nearly one in every 150 people in Israel today has the virus. That was from August of 2021. Well, in the article, Dr. Robert Malone expressed concern that uh, the reason they did that is possibly to develop bioweapons from well, that's, yeah. I mean, but there were some emails that were exchanged where the minister of Israel was trying to alert the CDC, and I'm having trouble putting my hands on it because uh, it's just, I've got a mass of papers here, because they knew, because they had all the data, more data than anybody, because they were the first and the most vaccinated country, they knew that there was a safety signal attached to myocarditis, and they reached out mm-hmm. to the CDC, and the CDC didn't respond at first. And so a couple days later, they sent another email, and then finally they got a response. But they were trying to alert the world early on that there was a problem with this, with this vaccine, the COVID-19 mm-hmm. mRNA vaccine. Yeah, exactly. But nobody wanted to hear about it. Everybody was caught up in the madness and there was money to be made, uh, liability free money to be made. Yeah. Well, and then we've got this eight year old little boy. And has anything else developed from because that was just it was just about a week ago, right? Or two weeks ago that that this little eight year old boy who was the poster child passed away from cardiac arrest. And then there's another four year old child in uh, Argentina that died of pneumonia and that was uh, the poster child for Argentina. If I'm not mistaken, Argentina reacted very differently than other parts of the world. They immediately put a stop on COVID-19 vaccines in the country of Argentina. It's just so sad that Godoy Blanco was the name of the of little boy. And it's just just very tragic. Yes, he, yeah. he was four years old. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this, you know, because I know people, you know, are thinking about this and especially in the wake of the violence happening now between Israel and the Palestinians. Will you think this story uh, will get the coverage it deserves? Well, I'm I'm not I'm not sure if it will. I mean, as I said, if it does get coverage, it would probably focus on other things, you mm-hmm. know, the other causes that <laughs> other than the vaccine, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's the thing is that they bury the, the key fact of the story, as I said, like with Matthew Perry. They'll be focusing on the drowning and not on the uh, on the vaccination and the prior health problems, the heart problems. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dr. Malone said on on, on the show last week he was on or it was a week before that. Um, and we've got the transcript here. Um, there's there's a lot of notes from this transcript. And one of them is that he said um, I asked him about the um, about publicly speaking out against the covid-19 vaccine and the MRA technology that he discovered. And he said that, yes, the key event, I'm often asked this question, the key event was a telephone call with a Canadian physician, frontline physician, who was asking my help trying to try to intervene with Canadian regulatory authorities, which, frankly, I don't have a good context uh, there, but I could, I could have helped him with the FDA. And what he told me about was all of the various things that were going on in Canada. Of course, now we've seen that Canada's really gone overboard. But with the COVID jabs, they were breaching well-developed medical ethics, really, right out of the box, right out of the gate. They were enticing children with ice creams. They were suppressing physician reports of adverse events and so on. And when you read stuff like that and you and you look at where we are now, it's... It's very scary what has happened. And as we said at the beginning of this broadcast, when is it going to end? You have to ask yourself, when is it going to end? When is mainstream media going to start talking about this and telling people not to get the vaccines, that they have safety issues? Yeah, as soon as they stop uh, receiving money from uh, those pharma <laughs> companies, that'll probably be the end of that. Yeah. Well, it's a big story, and we've already used up the first we ha- uh, first quarter of the show. We have to go to break, and we'll be right back. More coming up with Ray Flores. Most read news and views of the week from the childrenshealthdefense.org. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at oneliferadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. <laughs> We've all heard the mantra that vaccines are safe and effective, but is it really true? Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth is an in-depth review and analysis of the science on vaccine safety. By the time you finish reading, not only will you see the answer clearly for yourself, you will also have the scientific references and quotes at your disposal that prove it. More than 1,200 of them. From mainstream scientific papers and textbooks to official government publications and vaccine manufacturers' documents. Whether you are new to the vaccine debate or a veteran seeking a deeper grasp of the science, Turtles All the Way Down Vaccine Science and Myth is a must-read. Now available on Amazon. Magnesium supports the health of nearly every system in the human body. Yet it can be difficult to maintain healthy levels through diet or supplements. The ideal way to restore and maintain healthy magnesium levels is through your body's largest, most efficient organ of absorption, your skin. Be sure that your body is getting the magnesium it needs with Ancient Minerals, the number one recommended topical magnesium among health practitioners worldwide. Their lotions, highly concentrated magnesium oils, bath salts and gels make it easy to get the daily magnesium you need to thrive. And the best part? Ancient Minerals is part of Enviromedica, a name synonymous with quality and integrity. Learn more about magnesium and ancient minerals at Enviromedica.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. 
everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Ray Flores. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Uh, I want to correct something uh, before we continue on with the top uh, news and views of the week. When I talked about the little boy um, uh, from uh, Argentina, uh, Santino, I never said his name, uh, Blanco, he was three years, he's three years old. He was rushed to the hospital due to fever and vomiting. And before passing, his mom says he took off his, his mask and gave her little kisses because he couldn't talk anymore. But he died of pneumonia. But I want to read this from the article. Uh, a USA Today fact check challenged, challenged the story, finding the claim false that Blanco's appearance were promoting COVID-19 vaccines because he was a poster child, too. But it was in Argentina, not Israel. And instead of stating correctly that the advertisements were for measles, mumps, and rubella and polio shots. But Blanco unfortunately died of a lung infection associated with double pneumonia, which fact uh, checkers asserted was unrelated with vaccination in general or COVID-19 vaccines in particular. However, the fact checkers overlooked data from 2017 linking childhood vaccines to increased pneumonia risk. And it, and it is true that, the, that after Santino died, uh, that the campaign, uh, they stopped it immediately. The, the country of Argentina immediately um, withdrew the vaccination campaign from all of their platforms, which is the right thing well, to do, right? Yes. Yeah, it's bad for business. It is bad for business. Um, and But if you look at the chart here that came from uh, the, the book uh, Vax Unvax from RFK Jr. and Brian Hooker, Ph.D., Let the Science Speak, you can see very clearly from this chart that's in the article in the Most Read News and Views of the Week, um, it's, uh, it's the first story, and, um, and it shows very clearly the increase in ear infections and pneumonia in children that are vaccinated compared to those that are unvaccinated. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the unvaccinated are infinitely uh, healthier than those who've been vaccinated, and that's going to be coming out more and more and more, and people are, are waking up to this fact. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the next story from the most read news and views of the week uh, with Ray Flores. The next headline, the second headline reads, White House orchestrated cover-up of COVID vaccine heart damage. So, Ray, how could the U.S. government support and encourage COVID-19 vaccine mandates even after high-level officials found out that the vaccines were linked to myocarditis and death? Is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> <laughs> How could they? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to seem disrespectful, but look at the assemblage of characters who appear to be involved with the White House communications team. And they were struggling to craft a cover-up message on email chains. Fauci, Biden, Walensky, Woodcock, Murthy, and Colin. Uh, even though they knew about this, they doubled down on vaccine mandates. And day by day, the truth keeps coming out, and the country is getting a big whiff of the BS they concocted. It's no wonder they were so aggressive in censoring. Their lie was so ill-concocted and riddled with flaws that made them such easy targets. Mm -hmm. But it was only the brave and the alert from the very begin, beginning who saw it and said what it was for what it was. And my kudos to my friend Edwin Berkowitz, as well as Naomi Wolf, for their patriotic work. Oh, yeah. 
Well, you know, and I guess this is a story. I got ahead of myself, and I'm reading from the story where the emails show that the Israeli Ministry of Health tried to alert the CDC in late February 2021 to the problem. Um, they said they were seeing a myocarditis signal, and we're happy to share information with you, she said. The CDC actually didn't even respond to the first email, as far as I can tell. So the Israeli Minister of Health emailed again on March the 2nd, Hey, we're seeing this myocarditis signal. We're concerned. Let's discuss it if you want. And then the White House went on to create a 17-page script to keep everyone on message. What do we need to know about that, Ray? Well, that's just part of the censorship. That's part of the, the plot. That's, you know, And it was so ill thought out, everything that they did. All they did was they tried to fix it and shore it up, and all they did was make it worse and expose themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody's picking apart their lies, and that's why they've got egg on their face, and that's why they're so aggressive in censoring everybody. And that's mm-hmm. the next battle. Yeah. I don't know how we get ourselves out of this messed mess. You know, I, a little humility would be nice, wouldn't it? And, 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 and ownership and just acknowledging, like, hey, we made a big mistake. But I don't think it was a mistake. I personally, after everything that I've read, I think it was quite intentional. And I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I think it was an in, it was intention, and it was a very well, that's profi- good for business to do. Yeah, to do it that way is good for business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're making lifelong, uh, you know, consumers, you know, mm-hmm. with with their with their poisons, and that's their goal, uh-huh. right? Their goal is a corporation. It's a heartless entity. Their yeah. goal is to keep bringing in the profits regardless of the human toll. They could care less. Mm -hmm. Where do you think, as an attorney, you know, all these lawsuits that are being filed, do you see this becoming like just something that just like unprecedented clogging the courts where people sue? Because you just hear these stories over and over again. And a lot of people have been destroyed. A lot of people have died. A lot of families have lost loved ones. I mean, but it's even bigger than that. It's they they've they've done so much damage to the world, both financially, um, emotionally. I mean, people are are just at their wits end because of what's happened. Well, yeah, but it's all the PrEP Act, really, that allows them to get away scot free. Uh-huh. I mean, were it not for the PrEP Act, none of this would be, uh, you know, <laughs> allowed to happen. Number one, these uh-huh. vaccines would not have been released without the PrEP Act protecting them. Yeah. And then that's what keeps people from being able to basically to sue them at all in any kind of court. Yeah. And every attorney is trying to nibble away at the edges to finally attack it and stab it in the heart yeah. by uh, by showing how unconstitutional it is or, uh, you know, rallying Congress to, to try and revoke, you know, the PrEP Act, because mm-hmm. that is the problem. That who, is the, the main problem. Who was behind the PrEP Act, Ray? GW signed it, uh, fellow Texan, uh, back in 2005. Mm. And so what he did was he made the, the Vaccine Act from 1986, he made that much, much stricter. You know, I mean, at least in the Vaccine Act, you can go to a court of federal claims. You yeah. could, after 240 days, if there's fraud, you can actually go into a regular district court. It, with, the, with the PrEP Act, no lawsuit has ever been brought into D.C. District Court except for the one that I brought. Mm-hmm. I'm the only person in 18 years who ever brought a lawsuit. Wow. wow. Under the PrEP Act, ever. Wow. That is a, that is astounding, really. Um, do you yeah. see the PrEP Act being, um, what's the word I want to use? Not destroyed, but like just removed. Like it's a big mistake. Like how it's, as you said, it's unconstitutional. You think they will retract it? 
or destroy it, whatever the legal word is for getting rid of it. Yeah, yeah, rescind it, abolish it. Yeah, whatever the whatever the technical word is over there on the hill. I I think I think it's getting closer and closer to that day because, you know, if people have no recourse and the and the evidence keeps getting you know larger and larger. Eventually, it, it will not be able to be ignored anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, with these tragic, tragic stories oh, happening yeah. over and over again, 1.5 million adverse events, and only six people ever receive any compensation at all, and it averaged less than $4,000 for each of those six persons. I mean, that to me is a tragedy, and, yeah. it's, and it's unconstitutional, and it, and it really it should be illegal. Yeah. So hopefully, they'll get there one day. Yeah, I hope so. Let's move to the third headline from the most read news and views of the week from the Defender newsletter. It reads, exclusive. He blames COVID protocols for his mother's death. Now his filmmaker, uh, now this filmmaker is using his camera to tell other victims' stories. So Clover Carroll, the CEO of New Story Media, has produced a documentary titled Do No Harm, The Clifton Dowley Story. What was his motivation to make this film, Ray? Well, he found a new calling after his mother's death. And so that uh, led him to uh, change his mind and to and actually to become an activist. I mean, I found that, you know, this story is, is, is indicative of a lot of the transformations that Americans are going through right now. He went from get your shot or you're going to kill grandma to sounding the alarm. And as I recall in the natural foods world, the recent converts are the biggest zealots, and now he's ringing the bell demanding attention and a call to action for accountability, transparency, and change within the healthcare system with a mission to continue to tell these stories until justice is served and the public awakens. Yeah. And so that, to me, is just, just a great, a shining example of what every one of us can do. Mm -hmm. We can't just sit there and and be powerless. We have to take action. Mm -hmm. We have to be brave. We all need to be brave in times like this um, and not be faint of heart because there's a lot of work that needs to be done in order to get our world back on track. But uh, I hope that he has a lot of success. And he he spoke of the hero's journey and that someone who's uh, transformed, uh, once they're put in a tough situation, if they have what it takes, and they come out on the other end transformed, or they realize something different. About yeah. And I think he's a shining example again of that, of I what bravery is. You know, it I makes do. you rise up to a certain level. You yeah. know, the challenge is met with your, uh, your growth. Absolutely. Hopefully. We all need yeah. to come together and be brave. And um, we need to go to break again. Can you believe it? The, the clock is just flying by. I know, know. Let's go to break. I can't believe we're going to break again already, but we are. Stay tuned, everyone. You are listening to Ray Flores and Children'sHealthDefense.org on One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. The ecosystems of the body and the earth are inseparable. Gut health is the foundation of all health. And just as biodiversity is integral to the health of the Earth's ecosystems, microbial diversity and balance are key to the health of your gut microbiome. I have been taking Enviromedica probiotics for over six years now, and I encourage you to try them as well. Rewild your gut with spore-based probiotics and wild-harvested prebiotics. Visit Enviromedica.com and check out all of their excellent products. Get reconnected to the Earth with Enviromedica. That's Enviromedica.com. 
Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Biaschetti with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Ray Flores. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Uh, we're going over the most read news and views of the week, the top 10 stories. Um, so the next story headline from the Defender Newsletter, most read news and views of the week, reads, high levels of toxic metals found in foods sold at top fast food chains. So, Ray, what did moms across America find when they tested fast food from the 20 most popular chains? Yeah, 100% of the samples contain concerning levels of lead and cadmium. Mm. And experts say that even small amounts can impact a children's IQ and health. And Zen Honeycutt, the founder and director of and uh, Moms Across America said these reports show that Americans are being poisoned every day by fast food and school lunches. Mm-hmm. Our elected officials need to do their job and find political will to make policies that protect our children and the future of this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, and, and it's just, uh, you know, Moms Across America, I love this great slogan, empowered moms, healthy kids. And mm-hmm. their mission is to educate and empower mothers and others with right. actions and solutions to create healthy communities. Amazing. Yeah. Unstoppable moms yeah, who care unst- about the truth, health, freedom, yeah. and taking <laughs> actions to create healthy communities. Wow. Yeah. Wi- wow. Women are always behind getting stuff done. <laughs> Yeah, Especially when it yeah. comes to their kids, because they're mama bears, you know. And I'm not, I'm not, yeah, right. I'm not diminishing that men don't love their children just as much as women do. But right. you know, it's kind of like a mom's job to put on that cape and make sure at least that their their children are are eating well and sleeping well and all these things. I just saw, but you know, I have to say, uh, being in the restaurant business in my past and defending the restaurant industry as a whole, you know, it, the problem is with the with the um, with the big companies. You know that are that are you know that are not providing good staple, right? Uh, good commodities. Like we can't, we you, if you're trying to run a restaurant, let's just say it's corn, and you you sell a lot of corn tortillas, right? Let's just you know um, use Chipotle for an example. So they were they're known for like their non-GMO corn, okay? And right. they're a really big corporation. But a lot of right. these other smaller restaurants, they don't even know. Right. Most of them don't even know about that stuff. They get their corn chips, you know, from one of the distributors that provides and sells corn chips, right? And so it, yeah. it's our government's job to not allow that in our food supply. Case in point, uh, Russia and China you know, have been protecting their children more than, or their people, more than the U.S. government. They refuse mm-hmm. to use genetically modified organisms or food, put GMO products out on the market to protect their children, and they are the leaders of growing non-GMO food in the world. So that should be America, too. Why are we not on that list? We've lost our way. Uh, just almighty dollar. Right. 
you know? And so, I mean, I think back in the day, you know, when I used to buy pizza flour, okay? It was, it was, it was naturally um, good flour. It wasn't sprayed with glyphosate. And you don't know as a restaurateur, uh, maybe now you do as people get more and more educated about this, as it becomes more of a problem. But back in the day, you know, we didn't think about, oh, gosh, is there glyphosate on our flour? We just made pizzas with the best flour that we could get. Yeah, right. right. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it's, right it's, 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 it's very complicated, and it's going to take a lot of courage again to get it fixed. Anything else you want to say about this story? No. No. All right, let's move to the next one. We're halfway through the top 10 most read news and views of the week from the Defender Newsletter and the Children's Health Defense.org. The next headline reads, drug makers now targeting six-year-olds with popular weight loss shots. Ray, this story made my hair stand on end, I swear. Um, it's beyond shocking. And so how is it possible for manufacturers of the weight loss drugs like Ozempic and Wegovie and uh, these other ones on the market to use their drugs uh, to children or, or, or sell their drugs to children as young as six. Weren't these drugs first approved to treat diabetes in adults? Yeah, it sounds like another rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're in business and their their goal is to make money. And a lot of pharma owns the food the food companies. Now, pharma owns more food companies than food companies. Yeah. You know, which is really a sad, sad thing. And yes, what they're trying to do is regulate the uh, desire to eat. The the semaglutide is something that makes people full feel full sooner. And so what they're doing is they're trying to make people feel uh, feel have a feeling of satiety. And as my friend Nancy Naylor used to say, uh, she called it an apostat. In other words, your apostat shows you or tells you that that you're full. And so Ozempic, Ozempic lawsuits claim that the drugs can cause severe gastroparesis, which is a disorder that stops or slows the movement of food from the stomach to the small intestine. Mm -hmm. And the drugs manufacturers never warn the public of this risk. Yeah. Plaintiffs seek compensations for those injuries. And these drugs suppress the appetite and reduce craving. So that's the the relationship to um, to the uh, to the blood sugar and and why why it it seems to cause uh, weight you know encourage weight loss. Oh, it's a dangerous drug. There's no question about it, and it should only oh, yeah. be used as a last ditch effort. And I sp- use those words from a friend of mine who is a doctor in that field, a medical doctor. And um, but here's the biggest problem. I don't know if you see this, but you know uh, we have no discipline as a country anymore. If you're right. overweight, okay, you say, you know what, I'm eating too much. I need to get disciplined about my eating. There's no there's no magic bullet here. Injecting yourself with a drug to lose weight, and this is very popular, by the way, among um, Hollywood elites and, and just elites in general who right. think that it's, it's trendy, it's cool to be as thin as you can possibly be. And it's just like, where are we headed as a society if we are that sheep-like, that we are, we are doing things like this to get as thin as we can instead of using exercise and, and, and discipline of how many calories we consume and keeping our bodies fit on our own and not depending on an injection for adults or I, I can't even believe they want to give it to children instead of saying, you know, let's get kids out there exercising again and eating right. 
But also genetically modified foods are known to fatten you up. They use corn to fatten cows up before they take them to slaughter. So there's a, there's a myriad of problems here, right, that we're talking about, not just this drug. Yeah, right. They got to get the lead out here, too, and start exercising, right? Right. And to me, the whole idea about feeling, feeling full boils down to bioavailability. Mm-hmm. I say there's like a difference between a gas gauge and a gas tank. If you're spending 12 hours digesting shoe leather to get any uh, nutrition at all out of it, then you're going to have a net decrease in energy. You're going to use more energy to digest it than you are going to get out of it. But if you have a bioavailable blueberry smoothie, for example, Mm -hmm. then the gas tank is empty, but the gas gauge is full. The obesity is really starvation, People, some people think. Mm -hmm. The tank is full, but the gauge is empty. And the goal is to... Yeah. So in other words, they keep feeding themselves and there's no reason to trick your body or your system. Well, and and mental illness and anorexia and a lot of different, uh, you know, diseases of the mind or whatever, they're they're directly associated with nutrient deficiency. And so there you have that complexity, too, in in, in deciding to do something like this. What were you going to say, Marie? I just want to say we're talking about six year olds. I mean, six year olds shouldn't even be thinking about dieting exactly and the drugs like ozempic they res- they restrict the amount of calories you take in and right. children need calories they do yeah to thrive and their and brains need fat right to, <laughs> to so you shouldn't grow. even talk to them about diet they shouldn't even hear the word diet until yeah. they're 18 yeah <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, you want to talk about good quality food. You want to talk about exercise. Get your kids out there. And it's a trickle down from the top. The parents are the ones that are responsible for, you know, incorporating that kind of mindset in their children, developing it in them. Agreed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The slow, the fast fix. Yeah. Instead of the slow, the slow, cautious, harder approach. Yeah. Yeah. I look back at my childhood and I think, oh, my gosh, I was so fortunate. (laughs) (laughs) At that age, kids are kind of chubby. They're supposed to be, right? And then they grow. They're growth spurt. You can't even look at their weight and think that they're, you know. Typically, kids go out, then up, then out, then up. They're like, you know, they get a little chubby, then they get a little skinny. and And that continues usually until, you know, they're fully grown. But, yeah, and it's just kind of crazy. I It's crazy. Yeah. Obesity is an epidemic, but that's yeah. not the answer. Well, it, in part, it's an epidemic because of the genetically modified food. I mean, there's books yeah, written right. about it, right? About how it causes right. obesity and all these bad seed right. oils right. cause uh, obesity, right. too. So, Yeah, and not to mention the hormones in the milk and the right, meat. Right, right. I mean, those things are, you know, making that cow balloon up. Yeah. Tell yep. me that it's not going to affect the people who eat it. Yeah. All right. Well, we uh, are you saying we have to go to break again? Oh, my goodness. We have to go to break again. We are chatting it up here on One Life Radio with Ray Flores. Uh, We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More coming up. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at OneLifeRadio.com. In the fight against corruption, together we are stronger. Join me at the Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, Rise and Resist in Savannah, Georgia, November 3rd through the 5th, and learn how to confront corruption in big pharma, big government, big tech, big food, and all the regulatory bodies who are influenced by big corporate interests. At Rise and Resist, you'll hear from the most influential health freedom activists in the world, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Children's Health Defense Chairman on Leave. Join the fight, and remember, people over profits, 
Truth over lies, courage over fear. Go to childrenshealthdefense.org to get your ticket. The Children's Health Defense Second Annual Conference, November 3rd through the 5th in Savannah, Georgia. I'll see you there. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. bopping around. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and Ray Flores. We are continuing going over the most read news and views of the week with Ray Flores and the children's healthdefense.org. Ray, we've got a few more headlines to go. The next one reads, massive rise in ch- childhood leukemia likely caused by glyphosate. So, Ray, this is another heartbreaking story about how we are poisoning our children. What is the global glyphosate study, and what did the study data show in regard to the link between uh, glyphosate and childhood leukemia? Yeah, that there's a 35% rise in childhood leukemia mm. since 1975, wow. and an increase most recently of around 1% per year, according to the CDC. And uh, they may have discovered one of the reasons for this. Uh, glyphosate uh, is uh, one of the main, main problems. Um, it's an important article because researchers are searching for the root causes. And I will say this, Roundup is not healthy. Oh. And it seems to be a recurring theme today. Exercise, sunshine, fresh air, clean food, and a healthy attitude are all we really need to get through this life. Well, yeah. And, and it's, it's sad that we need all these other things here that people are taking advantage of us with. And it's for everywhere. For the sake of profit. Yeah. No, I read an article. It was by Dr. Mercola yesterday. I don't have it in front of me, but it was, uh, and I think I put it on our social media story, but it was about uh, oatmeal. And that um, unless you're buying organic, and even then there are no 100% guarantees, that you're, you're probably going to get, gly- you're, not probably, you are. Oatmeal has glyphosate in it. If you're buying it from Europe or organic, you're probably kind of safe. But oatmeal, that's like the staple of America, right? <laughs> and, and that is just loaded with glyphosate. I don't, I don't remember what the, what the percentage was. But, you know, those are the kind of things that they have a cumulative effect on our system and what's happening in our environment. What it's, I mean, we know that it causes uh, a, a non, is it a lymphoma? What is it? Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Non-Hodgkin's. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's just, it's not good. It's not good for our environment. It's not good for us. So, um, you know. Yeah, they're all innovators, too. And everything is all about trying to keep your body in a natural balance Mm -hmm. and all these things that innervate you are actually what contribute to disease and make you ill at ease or diseased, as they say. Yeah. Well, the next story is a big one, too, and it's a COVID news headline. It reads that Pfizer deliberately deceived regulators about SB40 contamination of COVID shots, scientist says. Um, and so, Ray, what are SB40 contaminants and what did Kevin McKernan, chief scientific officer and founder of Medicinal Genomics, discover about SB40 contaminants in the mRNA vaccines? Yeah, I think what they're referring to is a simian virus, and that uh, that is something that's known to cause, you know, to cause cancer later down in life, and that they actually hit it uh, yeah. to the FDA in their studies, in their press releases, to their uh, shareholders as well. And uh, this is the news, really, that everyone's talking about. 
almost more than any other story so far mm-hmm. uh, because um, Mr. McKernan made these findings public and other researchers have confirmed it. Mm-hmm. And so now what they're looking at is whether or not this is going to open the floodgates to a different type of litigation or whether or not, um, you know, they, that the FDA themselves could go after them for fraud. Wow. I won't hold my breath, but there's a possibility because he blew the doors wide open on this one. And Mary Holland and I have been working with Kevin or started to work with him back in 2020. And he uh, was an expert on our PCR, mandatory PCR testing in New mm-hmm. York City that we, when we took them on, that they no longer do anymore. Thanks. Hopefully, thanks in a big part to our lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But well, Kevin's always been one of our heroes. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we need brave. We need bravery. Bravery like that. We All need right. heroes. I'm reading from the Defender newsletter a story from uh, October uh, 18th of 2022, and this is I pulled this out of you know uh, some records that I had. It says, "Is CDC?" And this is from 2022. Is CDC hiding data showing cancer deaths linked to COVID vaccines? It was written by Dr. Joseph Marcola, and it says analysis of U.S. morbidity and mortality weekly report data suggests that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has been filtering and redesignating cancer deaths as COVID-19 deaths since April 2021 to eliminate the cancer signal. I know this from other doctors that I've talked to that uh, themselves and their colleagues had seen a spike in, in cancer, and this is not the first time that we've heard of this. And it's very disturbing, though, to think that the CDC is hiding data to show this. Yeah, exactly. And they got a bonus if they marked it as a COVID death. Remember when people got in a yeah. car accident and mm-hmm. they marked it due to COVID so they get their bonus? I mean, this is so evil. Everything they did was so obvious. And how most people didn't see it is really beyond me. Yeah. Well, you know, something needs to, something's got to give, right? Something's got to give. Mm-hmm. And hopefully soon. Uh, anything else you want to say about this story before we go to the next one? Well, let's move on. Let's get right. through it. Let's get through it. Okay, so the next headline from the Defender newsletter reads that Tyson to build insect protein factory. Critics say it's about money, not health or environment. So, Ray, in this story, Michael uh, Neverdakis, Ph.D., he writes about Tyson entering the emerging insect ingredient industry by investing in an insect protein factory. So what's an insect protein factory and how does Tyson plan to use the insect protein? Yeah, well, it's the insect ingredient industry. I call it I E I E I, and you've got to be kidding me! <laughs> watch out for watch out on the labels. There'll be Archetta domesticus, Grillodes sigillatus, mealworms are Tenebrio molitor, grasshoppers are Locusta migratoria, mm-hmm. and uh, my friends and I came up with some nice, uh, you know, names of products that they could come up with, like the Jiminy Crickets, the McCrickets. <laughs> The bug, er, or maybe even a Buddy Hollow, Buddy Holly logo, and the slogan could be an orchestra of mouth-watering goodness. Wow! Well, and I... so at least there's finally a production facility that won't have an insect problem. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're going to laugh at me. I actually saved three crickets over the weekend that came in my house trying to <laughs> survive the flood. Yay. I can't eat or kill anything that had any eyes. I just, oh, I, and I yeah. certainly don't want to eat them, but uh, oh my right. gosh. Oh, my gosh. So the music's going to start playing any second, but I'm going to attempt to read the ninth headline. FDA's uh, suspicious deal with Gates Foundation could corrupt the whole system. What is this story about, Ray? Yeah, I know. And this was back in 2017. 
So God really knows what it is that he's going to do with it. And it's just business as usual. And instead of these agencies being captured only by pharma, now they're captured by people like Bill Gates. And he wants to invest in countermeasures because they're covered under the PREP Act. Mm -hmm. There is no downstream liability for almost anything you do if you're making an emergency yeah. product. And that's a problem. Yeah. Now, in the countermeasures, measures, can you explain that real quick? I know the music's going to start playing. Oh, yeah. Second. You know, anything that's used in a pandemic, uh, such as, uh, you know, vaccine, uh, therapeutic, mm -hmm. uh, uh, or even some kind of machine, you know, like a device. Yeah. And so that's what they're trying to do. They're protected during the emergency. Yeah. Um, under the emergency use the authorization, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And <laughs> well, under they, the PREP Act, which is still in, in effect until yeah. the end of next year, the, the, the pandemic is not over, not with mm -hmm. respect to that. That's a misnomer. Well, yeah. No, they've got vaccines to sell. Clearly, there's a lot of register ringing that needs to happen in the next uh, quarter of the year <laughs> that we find right. ourselves in. And uh, the final headline reads, Malibu city officials accused of disturbing deceit over 5G fire safety measures. Ray, comments? Yeah, I mean, Malibu is 540 square miles. People don't realize it. it's not just a, a strip of beach. And these fires are real problems. In 1970, 230 homes destroyed. 1993, 268 homes destroyed. And uh, in, uh, what is that, 2018, there were 1,643 structures that were destroyed. So I was talking to Scott McCulloch this morning. I mean, this is a serious problem in Malibu, and these, uh, these towers could uh, cause further wildfires in an area that's prone to, uh, to fires. And where the homes are nestled into the into the chaparral, and they burn quickly. Yeah, well, you know, there's uh, and and uh, there's there's so much to know about this. And the clock in the studio was wrong, by the way. That's why I'm going uh -huh. by the clock on the studio uh, okay. that I'm looking at, not the one on the computer. So we have about a minute. What would you like people mostly to know out there listening, Ray, about the mission of Children's Health Defense org and and just what's happening in the world today? Well, I think we're the leaders, or CHD is really the leader in getting the word out. We are the Walter Cronkite of today. We are telling it like it is, and we are focused on children's health first and foremost, and then toxins in the environment, their future, and then also all this surveillance uh, state that they're looking to impose upon us. Yeah. And I really enjoyed our talk today. It was really fun. I thank you both very much. Oh, gosh. You're so gracious and kind. And just thank you so much. Yeah, Mondays are manic around here. <laughs> it's yeah. been quite a weekend here in Dallas. <laughs> but everyone out there listening, um, thank you so much for listening. And I encourage you to go to the Children's Health Defense.org and donate even $10, anything that you can to, to keep this rolling because we need to get to the truth we need to shut down this unprecedented greed that is trying to destroy our world everyone thank you so much for listening you get one body you get one mind and you get one life protect it Woo!